Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar and this is episode number 306. And today we have a special, special episode because today I won't be speaking in this episode. You're going to hear an interview conducted by two of my students, Soraya and Vanessa, about being differently abled. Hey, hey, everyone. How are you doing? I'm so happy that you are here with us. This episode is aired on Friday, and tomorrow is April 1st. And April 1st is most commonly known as April Fool's. But April 1st also marks the beginning of International Limb Difference and Limb Loss Awareness Month. Limb, spelled L-I-M-B, pronounced limb, is basically a broad definition for your legs or your arms and all the parts related to it, like shoulders and knees and hips. And this month raises awareness to people who are built differently and their stories and their experience. Vanessa, my dear, dear student from beyond, is going to share her story. And Soraya, another student of mine, has decided to interview her. This episode was initially recorded for my private community podcast, my Beyond podcast. Beyond is an English practice community. And uh, on the podcast, some of my students interview each other. And this interview was so good, so profound, and also shared her story in such a beautiful way, Vanessa's story, that I asked them if they'd be willing to allow me to share their story here on the podcast. And luckily for us, they agreed. So first of all, Vanessa and Soraya, I love you both very, very much. And thank you for letting me share this today. And here's a message from Vanessa. I want to inspire others to embrace their differences because we are all unique. And no matter what life throws at us, it is important to acknowledge that we are all beautiful and capable to do anything we want in our own unique ways. Let's join hands, celebrate our differences and help to create a world where we can be accepted and loved for who we truly are. Thank you, Vanessa. And let's listen to today's episode. Hello, dear Beyonders. Thank you for being here. Today, Vanessa and I am going to do a a special activity, let's say that, uh, especially because uh, Vanessa is going to share some important and significant information about her and about other aspects. And we both uh, consider that this is going to be so beneficial for all of us as a society. But first, I want to make a brief introduction about Vanessa, as you might know. Vanessa is our fellow Beyonder. She was raised and she was she was born and raised in Mexico, but uh, she has been living in Canada uh, for four years now. 
Welcome, Vanessa. Thanks, Soraya. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here. I'm so happy, excited, thrilled, everything at the same time, like a lot of emotions going through me right now. Okay, Vanessa. Well, let's start with this interesting conversation. Uh, Vanessa, please, would you like to explain to us what is symbrachidactyly of the hand? Okay, well, symbrachidactyly is a congenital condition, which means you are born with it and it affects the hand. Uh, like mine, you can have short fingers or basically none, and you have just the your palm of your hand, and it can also affect your feet, uh, meaning that it affects your tendons, your bones, and your ligaments, and that affects the mobility of the limb, of your hand, your leg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's clear. Please tell us how was growing up with this limb difference. Well, growing up with Simbractodactyly, when I was born, it wasn't kind of easy because there wasn't a lot of information about it out there, not even in hospitals. So uh, for my parents, it was kind of new and a shock and an issue to know how to deal with it. And... Mm -hmm. Due to that, during my childhood, I wasn't able to express what was going on. If someone will ask me, like, what do you have on your hand or what happened or things like that, I, the beginning, I just didn't know how to answer. And it was kind of tough, you know, uh, children are very straightforward. They don't have yeah. filters. They're like really mean sometimes, but they don't do it with that intention, right? But I suffered a lot of bullying, yeah. uh, so it wasn't so nice and happy, but it's good parts because I also got to meet really good friends that I have now, you know? Okay, that was the, the good part. Okay, Vanessa, please uh, tell us how many surgeries have you undergone and what are those procedures involved in on emotional terms? Okay, well, I have had five surgeries during my childhood, which it affects you emotionally a lot because, I mean, you are having surgeries for a reason. Like, in my mind, I was... They were trying to fix me. They were trying to make me look like normal, you know, like yeah. the default people you see everywhere on TV. And I always felt like I didn't fit in, you know, like I had to hide it or have all these surgeries to be normal. Or Yeah. Yeah. So it did affect a lot in also because... Uh, I will spend six months with the cast sometimes in my hand and I will have to go to the school like that, you know, for six months. So it was, it was difficult. It was a challenge. Yeah. 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 Uh, does your hand ever hurt? And what care do you need to take about okay. it? I 
didn't think about that before because I don't consider they take care of my hand or I have some special uh, cares, but I have to take care when I'm going to do some heavy weight lifting or things like that, because if that hits my little uh, numb here, it hurts a lot. Um, so that's the only thing that I sometimes try to be aware, like try okay. not to hit straight my hand. But apart from that, like none other one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Can prosthesis be used in some some symbracidactyly cases? Yes. Uh, actually, there are many prosthesis uh, prosthetics that help people like to have more distressity. I don't know how to pronounce that word, <laughs> but that you can have more mobility or more grip. So they put kind of uh, if you are missing part of your fingers that put like one. Uh, piece or if you are missing all your fingers. Like an extension. You, yeah, like an extension of your fingers. And you can even have like a full prosthesis if you are missing like your whole fingers or your hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. As far as you know, is this an expensive condition? I mean, in economic terms? As far as I know, yes, it is because I mean, there are not many hospitals who know about it and they don't know how to treat this condition. So you have to especially look for one. And it's a kind of a specialist. It has to be a specialist. So it's kind of expensive. I mm. don't know how much nowadays, though, but I remember in the past during my surgeries because my mom had medical uh, support. Yeah, uh, it was almost nothing. For us, like the surgeries we will pay, it was like 400 pesos. And nowadays it's like $20. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, please tell us, uh, how do how do you feel when you were able to put a name to your condition? When you know exactly what it was? Okay. Well, as you know, Soraya, I spent uh, 29 years of my life. Uh, not knowing about my condition and knowing about what I had, because even though I had many surgeries, the doctors never explained to me what it was or what the surgery consists of, you know. And my parents never talked to me about it. So I always grew up, this is a, a normally a deformation, I always said that. And last year, here and beyond, I started to be like more inspired and encouraged by you guys to kind of uh, get out of my comfort zone. And I started to look for conditions of the hand until I found the one that it was exactly like my hand, it seemed exactly. And I was like, wow, that's the name, super weird. And it just, <laughs> it, create, it created a burst of emotions in me because when I feel like when you can name something, it's really powerful because you are aware of it. You yeah. can work on it instead of just leaving it there as taboo, you know, and don't try to find like a solution to like get out of your mind, your golden cage. So for me, it was really important to know about this because now I'm able like 
to talk about it when before I wasn't. Oh, yes, Vanessa, I know that is really important for you. Yes. What do you believe about facing uncomfortable stairs because of your physical difference? Well, uh, for many years, at the beginning, I will get angry, upset. Um, also, like, I don't know, I had a lot of confidence issues. <laughs> yeah. And uh, many don't know, but going to the grocery store, it's like a big deal for me because uh, back then in Mexico, we will always use cash to pay or things like that. And nowadays we also use cash. So every time that I will go to the grocery store or grab like an apple or go to the register to pay to the cashier, it was, there is an interaction that you see always that it's like you pay, the lady charged you, you know, and everything moves on. With me, it was always different, you know, like the lady always kind of looking at my hand every time that she was passing something through the scan and or people following my hand when I was choosing like fruits and vegetables. And I didn't understand that they didn't know about it. Yeah. It was the first time they saw it. So they are curious. They know, they know, want to know what it is, you know. So nowadays I'm okay with it and I understand that. So I don't get uncomfortable anymore. Okay, okay. Yes, in part that responds my next question that it was, do you think people treat you differently when they are aware of your limb difference? Okay, so sometimes I think uh, they do and sometimes I think they don't because I don't want to have that thought in my hand. But, you know, when I meet someone new, there is always this awkward situation at the beginning because when I stretch my hand to say hello and they grab my hand, they can feel that something is different. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I wished if that wasn't there, like that situation will be different. Maybe the conversation will start differently, you know, like, yeah. hey, how are you doing? Or things like that instead of, oh, what happened to your hand? You know, and sometimes with those kind of people, like I try to open a can, you know, or something. And it's like, oh, no, 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 I will help you. I will do it. And it's like, dude, I'm living, I've been living 20 years of my life, like doing this on my own. You know, which is cool. Like people ask for help. You sometimes don't want to ask for help and they ask you. But I do feel that sometimes people treat me differently because of this. Not because I'm different, but maybe they doubt that I can do certain tasks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. That is really interesting because one of the things that I wonder is in your view, obviously, according to your experience, uh, yes. If the situation uh, arises, it is better to offer help or not to offer help to a person with an impairment. Okay. I will say you can ask, always ask, if you see someone is having troubles to do a certain task, you can ask if that person needs help. I'm sure if they need help, they will say yes. But if they don't and they're doing something really confident, like 
people going on wheelchairs, you know, sometimes on the street, they feel super confident, they know how to do it. And sometimes uh, they cannot climb like a ramp or something, they ask for help, yeah. you know, or sometimes if you see it, that person like alone, it's good to ask, you know, it's not something bad. Yeah, I will say that it's nice to ask people that have like kind of impairments if they have something to work on, if they need help. Yeah. Would be nice. So the the approach uh, should be uh, not to make assumptions. Instead of that, ask directly yeah. to the people. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Vanessa, what do you think of the word disability? I don't like it. I never liked it because I think that's a label that people that are different were labeled to like put like you know disability but I haven't seen any people that you can name like with disability have like an issues to do something they want to do because they never and I think if you ask to any person that you can think that has disability they will say that they don't feel they have any because we don't, it's just adaptability. We okay. adapt, we do things uh, maybe a little bit differently. But I think instead of disability, it should be adaptability. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, something important that is happening now in your life is that now you are part of an association. Please tell us about the Lucky Fin project and its objectives. Yeah, well, uh, I love the Lucky Fin project. The Lucky Fin project is a association or a community which is spreading awareness about Simbrac tactically and also about uh, limb loss difference. And sometimes people are also born amputee. That means that they are losing a leg or a hand. And I mean, it's just unbelievable, this community, you know, that you can see all that kind of bodies, shapes, and they are working right now to have more representation, like in books, children books, in movies, in, uh, you know, kind of fashion shows and things like that. So people are more aware that we exist or people that have difference like us exist and it's normal, it's okay. And yeah, I think it's really cool. I love the Lucky Film project. If you want to check it out, I will send you the link and you can see how awesome it is. Okay, thank you. Vanessa, um, uh, what has it mean for you to belong to this NGO and especially to be in contact with other people with Simbrachidactyly? Oh, it's amazing because although I haven't met them in person because uh, the Lucky Film Project is based in the United States and they have a little few people in Canada, but spread, just knowing and seeing a lot of people like me, it's just so cool, you know? And also it opened my mind to many possibilities because I had a lot of limiting beliefs um, like, I cannot do this because of my hand. I cannot do that because of my hand. 
And now that I see a world full of people like me doing uh, aero yoga, you know, playing guitar, doing sculptures, uh, making things with their hands, it's really awesome. I feel like I fit in, you know, like I belong. And you are not alone. Uh, that is a community. Yeah. Yeah. Because I never knew someone like me, you know, in my 29 years of my life. I mean, I have encountered people without arms, without legs, which you see it kind of normal, you know, but people like kind of weird hands like me, <laughs> you know, I never met someone. But now that I'm there, it's just amazing. I'm not alone. Yeah. 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 What would you like to do or achieve with this project in the future? Well, as I'm in Canada and there are not many like gatherings or things going on here, I would like to become like an ambassador yeah. of the Lucky Pin project here in Canada. And also, why not in the future extend that to Mexico and other parts of the world? Because uh I think it's really, really important that everyone knows. I'm sure that there is one like me in any part yeah. of the world yeah. that they need this kind of community and support, you know? Yeah, agree. Totally agree, Vanessa. Well, what would you say to those people that still are prejudiced and don't see people with physical differences as normal people? I will say to educate themselves more, you know, uh, it can happen to anyone. Like, I mean, it's something that you don't decide to born with, you know, uh, you win the lottery and it doesn't mean that it's something bad. So maybe use a little bit of education. It's good, but I also don't blame them because prejudice it's part of us and it's always going to be there it's yeah. just in us to know what to do with it and how to react after we have that thought you know and just that be more conscious about your prejudice yes thoughts. yes and thank you Vanessa for sharing this information with us because I I'm sure that we here are learning a lot and also talking and making visible a situation that exists in our everyday life, but that in some occasions is not easy to talk about. Thank you. Well, what should be a healthy attitude when children express curiosity toward a physical difference? I am asking this especially because uh, there are situations when children are pointing out the person with a disability and parents uh, used to feel shame or act awkwardly. How those situations should be managed in order to make them, let's say, normal? Or That's a great question because I think it's just the willingness to, to want to do something about it will drive you to those tools and information. You know, I believe that parents that have children with a limb difference should be more like encouraging to the children to do things. If you are having a, a normal children, normal, I put in between quotes, <laughs> uh, 
the same, you know, always try to keep them occupied, show them that they can do things. And if they failed, it doesn't matter. They can try another thing. They can do things. But that's the thing, you know, to show them they can do things and the the hand or the difference don't define them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the things they do, and if they do the things from their heart and with love, like nothing else matters, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Vanessa, from your your perspective, in order that we, the, the whole society, should be more inclusive, let's say that, uh, how should we act when we see or we come across or we met someone with a handicap? Well... As I mentioned before, uh, one of the situations when I meet people the first time, it's kind of an awkward feeling because they don't know how to react. They don't know what to say or things like that. It's just let it be, you know. There are people all around the world that are different and Mm -hmm. it's okay to be different. And I cannot say anything else because I've been also in that situation where I see something new and and I look at it, you know, and I wonder. But the thing is that, you know, or sometimes I see it beautiful and that's it, the thought passed. But the thing is when you keep the thought in your mind, you know, and kind of don't know what to do with it and you always think that a person with a disability is always going to be a person with disability. It's not true, you know. So I think... Like I said, the prejudice or the thought of uh, prejudice is always going to be there. Yeah. Just don't stick with it, you know, move on and do things like always don't stare at people. It's uncomfortable when you you start staring or if you want to know something, you can come and ask instead of pointing and not talking with your hand with someone else, like covering your mouth like oh I saw something you know just ask if you are curious or just move on and don't look (laughs) okay okay please tell us this is interesting what recent accomplishments have you achieved what can you do now with your right hand that you couldn't do before oh I can do a lot of things like Drawing, that was one of the things that I always wanted to do, but I wasn't allowed to because that wasn't something for getting, like, make a living, you know? So nowadays I can draw. I'm practicing my drawing skills and um, my right-handed. So everything that I do, it's with my right hand. And I'm also doing uh, yoga and some kind of, poses that before I always denied to do because I said, oh, I cannot do this because I don't have the balance. Uh, I'm missing part of my hand and that won't give me the grip because I, I don't have one. <laughs> and now a few weeks ago, I was able to do my first headstand and iron balance and it felt so amazing. I feel like that was a win for me because in my mind, I was never going to be able to do it. And now that I did it, it proves me that I was wrong, you know, that just those limiting beliefs in my head that I can do anything I want. Perfect. (laughs) Well, Vanessa, 
what advice would you give to parents or relatives of a, of a person with a physical handicap? Talk with them about it. Don't stay quiet. I know many people see it nowadays as taboo and don't talk about it. Like, for example, I've seen a lot of children like with differences, maybe not physical, but overweight or things like that, that they feel weird, you know, but their parents don't talk about it. They say, hey, it's normal. You are going through some moments, you know, the vulnerability has to be accepted. And that means your children feel like sad and wants to cry, let it cry. Listen to your children also and always accept their vulnerability. Embrace their difference and make them love their difference. Oh, that's beautiful, Vanessa. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Vanessa. Keeping in mind that none of us is exempt from having an accident or losing a limb, uh, what would you tell us about how to deal with the physical difference as an advice? I will say don't let that uh, hinder you. Don't let that stop you. You can do things as you were with your two hands, maybe a little bit different, but there is always a way and Look for help. Hadar told me something that kind of pushed me, you know, to that, uh, to look for a group support was that <laughs> everyone needs therapy and not because everyone is crazy, uh, but because we all need to talk about it. And I will say if something like that happens to you, you talk about it if you feel bad or something like that there will always will be communities like the lucky film project you know that they can give you all the support you need information and yeah like cheer you up and yeah you are not alone oh thank you well uh, why do you consider that it's important to make a disability visible and to talk about it naturally uh, because we were talking before about it, um, there are not many topics about this issue. Well, it's not an issue, you know. Yeah. There are just not many things or people talking about it because we consider it a taboo still, or at least in my country, Mexico, it's just still taboo to talk about disabilities because uh, we think that people with disabilities are less than normal normal people but i don't know i think we should all look at disability in a different way you know and just call it adaptability okay and um, well and finally what does it mean to you to talk about this topic here at beyond oh it means a lot because i mean i have talk about this with a few people, you know, and beyond, not everyone, because I'm still working on my uh, journey of acceptance. And it's just you that are doing this interview with me. I feel better, like, talking about it because I feel that I'm not alone, you know me. But talking about this, it's 
really a huge step for me because I haven't done this publicly as in Beyond. It's my first one or the first time I talk about this like this. And I just feel like my body is lighter, you know? Yeah. Like my body weight's lighter. Like I can talk about it now without even crying because before it was all the time putting myself in the place of a victim, like all the things that happened to me and part of me and this and that, you know, and something that I learned in beyond has been being accountable. And if I say nowadays I'm going to the grocery store alone, I am going to the grocery store alone. And I think I wouldn't have been able to do that without Beyond because it was here in Beyond that, uh, that I found all those doors, you know, that I yes. just needed kind of to open a little bit. So it means a lot to me because I want to say thank you to all of you for your uh, inspiration, you know, because your videos, because you are always encouraging people to like fulfill their dreams because you are doing it too. So please keep doing it. Maybe you don't know who are you really touching and changing the lives of others with the things you say and do there. And well, one of those, it's me. So thank you so much, everyone, for for being so amazing, for being you. And I'm just really thankful for this opportunity, Soraya to talk about this here and beyond and yeah I feel like kind of better that I can be myself you know with you instead of hiding because many times I'm super conscious of my difference that I will always or you will always see me using my right right, my left hand and sometimes I have to turn off my camera because I know that I have to use both hands like to fix here or here and I don't want people to see it. So that yeah. was what I used to do. But now that I'm talking to you with with you about this, I feel like I don't have the necessity to do it anymore because they know, you know. <laughs> so I don't yes. care. Ah, Ivan is oh my Spanish is uh rising a bit. <laughs> um, Vanessa, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to be part of this significant moment. I know uh, what does it mean for you to be here, to be talking about uh, your condition and your life. And thank you also for sharing with us, with all of us, your perspective, because uh, maybe you are not aware, but, but it is true that I am sure that it is not easy for us also to start a conversation uh, with a person who has a physical difference. So thank you for opening that window for sharing those insights, because I am sure that uh, this is going to help us in order to normalize the physical differences in our everyday life. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you, Soraya. I appreciate a lot this opportunity. Thank you. Bye. Bye.